1200 presents Grassroots, the Minor Hockey Show. A look into the enriching yet complex world of organized hockey. Now with Greg Kennedy, here's Richard Berkison. Well, Greg, here we go. It's the end of the road. The end of the season. Show number. I was going with the end of the road, and I was waiting for you to say, where's the gold? Or something silly like you usually do. (laughs) Show number 35. See, and you know the number, too. That's very Final impressive. show of the season. Yes. And I hope everybody's had a good hockey season and yes. had some success with your kids. We're very yeah. sad. We're very sad. I think we should go year-round three times a week. <laughs> Why not? Because you need the big bucks. Yeah. Oh, yes. 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 <laughs> the big bucks that covers the parking Three ticket. times a week. We'd be fabricating an awful lot of stories if we had to go three times a week all well, season long. You know what? Fortunately, we don't need to fabricate. Because we have three little stories we'd like to talk about right away. <laughs> well, you, I don't know how little shared one with me. I don't know how little they are. <laughs> well, I shared one with you a couple of weeks ago mm. that happened, and then you just shared one with me, and then that sparked me to a third one. Do we cover them? Which you want to go first? Oh, sure, I'll go first. But okay, go. Let, let's just <laughs> let me throw out this question first of all. Oh, by the way, he's Richard. I'm Greg. Welcome to Grassroots, the minor hockey show on yeah. TSN 1200. <laughs> Great. This is one minute after the big voice yeah, guy. Yeah, big voice guy's long yeah. since gone away. All right. So uh, here's the question for you, Greg. As a coach, yes. Uh, have you ever been in a situation where you could have appealed? See, that, what you changed the question? What I thought you were going to ask me if I did appeal. Well, let's first of all find out, have you ever been in a no. situation where your your team in minor hockey, either in AAA or in House yeah, League or whatever, yeah. uh, lost a game for some technical whatever. reason, yep. administrative reason, yep. and you appealed either because of pressure from the parents or you felt you should have. And I never have. You've never been in that situation? You've never done it. And what? you've never done it either. I've never done it, but I've been in the situation, I can think of two situations. See, I can't even think of one where, yeah. where it was discussed. You know, should we appeal? Shouldn't we appeal? Never be even been close uh, that, I can, I, that I can remember. I can think of one situation in double-A. I won't say where, but here in this branch, before there was triple-A when I was coaching. Okay. I, was yes. it a midget team or bad? I can guess where that was. <clears throat> no, I, I, I think it was the old South Ottawa midget team. That had. <laughs> you, would, you weren't going to say where it was. That's uh, where I was. That's, yeah, but that, that was my guess. It doesn't exist anymore. I think that was the one. It might have been even okay. earlier than that. Uh, where the manager said, we can appeal this because of something, the yes. illegal player. And I said, don't bother. We lost the game. It's over. Done. Let's move on. Yes. <clears throat> and I think a couple of players even came to me and said, you know, we can appeal this. I said, well, I suppose so, but I'm not interested. You know, yeah, we, yeah. we should have won the game. It shouldn't have happened, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So let's go over these three appealed games that have happened in the last month, two of them in the last week. Mm-hmm. You have one? I have one. Yes. So this is House League Atom B. <laughs> And that's and that's pretty much where it begins and ends. Okay, House League Adam B. What happened? So uh, there's a quarterfinal sudden death game. Quarter, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, and uh, it goes into overtime. Okay. And you know what it's like in House League, where you have on at on most teams in House League below A, you yeah. know, in B and C, you'll have one or two, maybe three kids on a team who can actually handle the puck and make yes. a deke or score. Right. So this one team has two kids like that, and the other team has two or three kids like that. That's what it comes down to. Who's got the better superstar? Pretty much, yeah. So uh, Team A is, uh, how do I describe I don't want to give the names of the teams. (laughs) Who cares? Well, I don't want to give the names of the teams. So (laughs) one of the the superstars from one team (laughs) is tripped as he crosses the blue line heading towards the opposition net. 
Okay. It's a clear trip. Offensive blue line? Offensive blue Offensive line. blue line going in maybe for a breakaway, tripped. It wasn't a breakaway yet. Okay. He just went, skated okay. beside. Entered zone, tripped. And tripped. Okay. So the referee, who's like 14 years old, yeah. calls the tripping penalty. Good call. It was pretty obvious. Was he authoritative about it? <laughs> no, anyway. not really. Okay. So tripping was, call is made. He was a bit soft about it. <laughs> he, uh, he goes over to the penalty box, and I think he confers with his associate, because it's a two-man yeah. system, yeah. and he calls it a penalty shot. Oh, however, cool. exciting. The, however, the kid who was tripped yes. got hurt Uh-oh. and was lying on the ice, could not take the penalty was shot. Was he really injured or was it your typical Adam House League? It was pulled pride or bruised ego or was he really hurt? No, it looked like he was really hurt. He had okay. fallen on his building. Hip. Pardon me? Were you in the building? I was there. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So what should it have been a penalty shot? No, it shouldn't have been a penalty shot, but okay. that's beside the point. That's okay. a judgment call. All okay. right. You can't, you can't appeal that. All right. So team A is getting a penalty shot, but the player is injured. The player is injured, and uh, he, he's taken off the ice. Yep. Meanwhile, the, the referee has gone to the, uh, the team's bench and says, uh, send somebody on to take the penalty shot. Okay. Now, the head coach of the team that was given the penalty shot, it was his kid who got hurt. Okay. So he's tending to the kid on the bench, and he's not paying any attention to what's going on. Ooh. Somebody okay. else names... The other superstar on the team. Of course. I, I use superstar loosely. Yes, but I know. Take the kid who comes on the ice, and the opposing coach sees this. I know what's going to happen. And, and starts arguing with the referee. Not only is he arguing with the referee that it shouldn't be that kid, it should be one of the other four who was on, on the, the ice. ice. Yes. But he's got the all the little kids oh. from the team are gathered around the bench listening to this. Right. And uh, I can imagine it was somewhat a chaotic conversation. Yeah. Uh, but the referee sticks by his guns and allows the kid to take the shot. Okay. He takes the shot, scores. Right. Series over. Yeah, it's because it's overtime. So the, right. It so the one team lines up at center ice to shake hands with the team that's lost. Right. And the team that's lost, the coach is again arguing with the referee. It was yep. the wrong call. It was the wrong call. The kids are gathered by the bench and it's yep. miserable. The kids are devastated and so on. <clears throat> so, it turns out that they do appeal. Yes. Now, I don't know whether it was the coach who did it, the manager, parents, I have no idea. Right. They appeal. Yep. And the association that governs these two teams says, well, you must show up at such and such a rink two days later. Yep. At whatever it was, 7 o'clock or something, to, to play the penalty shot. With the with a player who was on the ice shooting. Right. And not... A- yeah. Except, except, now remember that if he doesn't score, the game is going to continue. continue because they were about five minutes or six <laughs> so minutes. So everyone has to get dressed right. for Correct. the penalty shot. Correct. Yes. So the two teams are sitting on their benches. Yep. However, it's two days later. The kid who was tripped... He's now healthy. He's now healthy. Yeah. He now takes the shot. Okay. He scores. Of course he does. That team now leaves the ice. Yep. So the kids got all dressed for their two-minute warm-up and that's it. Yep. The other team... Appeals again. No, no, no. Okay. Because it was the right call, and, yeah, you know, yeah. he, he scores. So they are done. Yep. They're finished. They have a little practice or something, <laughs> and, and so they everybody showed up at the rink yeah. for this extra shot. So the, the question is, it's a bit of an ethical question for minor hockey. Yes. You're the coach of the team that had the, the wrong call on you. Yes. Do you, first of all, argue at the bench with the referee that it shouldn't be a penalty shot? Yeah. Number one. Number two, if it is going to be a penalty shot, do you continue to argue that it can't be anybody taking it? It has to be a kid who is on the ice. Once the penalty shot is taken and you've lost, do you argue again? (laughs) Do you argue again with the referee that it was the wrong kid? And then at the end, number four, do you appeal in spite of the pressure from parents? First and foremost, I would, if I didn't think it should have even been a penalty shot, I would like to speak with him calmly 
and I would ask him what he saw. That's my usual thing with a ref when I don't agree with their call. I ask, you know, how did you see it or what did you see? And if he describes it to me in a way that I, you know, it sounds legitimate and believable that he's not just kind of smoothing the edges, he really did see it, and that's the way he saw it, then I'm not going to argue. There's no point. That's what he saw. That's the way he called it. It's not going to do me any good. As far as the rule as to am I going to argue whether this player should shoot or somebody else should shoot, that's a totally different thing. No referee carries his rule book in his back pocket and gets to check it in the middle of a game. So it would be the same sort of thing. He believes one thing, I believe another. Okay, we'll wait for another day to settle that. As for after the guy scored, would I then argue more? No, because there's no point. Would I then appeal it? You know what? I think in that case I probably would. Would you? Hmm. I think I'm pro- in overtime, final game, playoffs, eliminate, like regular season game, no, don't care, especially in house league. But in that case, I think you owe it to, I mean, I mean you take a straw poll to your parent group and, oh. you know, like, come on, you can't, <laughs> right. you can't, you, you know, you'd have a bunch of parents going, we got to appeal this. Mm-hmm. And then how do you look if you say no? Um, I, I think in that case, I may have done it. You, you would have appealed? might have appealed. All yeah. Right. Hmm. I'm, I'm assuming you wouldn't. No, I think that uh, Adam House League, you just let it go. Yeah. You know, uh, but, it was the wrong but, call to begin with. But again, and, it's a playoff. It's an elimination game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, there was one of those. That was my story. Are we going to, you want to hear mine or we take a break? Uh, let's take a break. <laughs> I've got another one that involves a penalty shot. <laughs> okay. In, in, uh, in playoff play. All right. So we're, we're going over the appeals process apparently <laughs> today. We didn't even plan on that, but uh, stay with us. I've got a beauty as well. Hang on. Grassroots, the minor hockey show continues right after this on TSN 1200. Welcome back to Grassroots, the minor hockey show with Richard Berkison and Greg Kennedy on TSN 1200. We are back, Greg, and we uh, we had the one penalty shot story, the appeal yes. story, the last segment. Yeah, we're, we're, we're discussing playoff game appeals that end up with, that involve penalty shots for some reason, because mine does too. Remember the Junior B one, or Game 8? No. It was about how many See, years ago? you're bringing ago? up another one. Well, it was... A few years ago, there was uh, an appeal made of a Game 7 fa- final and ended up having to replay the game. Oh, jeez. The Game 8 series in Junior well, B. Well, my, my story is a Rep B peewee game that was a playoff game. Uh, one team was leading by a goal late. Uh, the other team pulled their goalie, trying to score. And, you know, pull the goalie, get the extra attacker out there, try to score. And in the melee in front of the net, well, the puck got caught up in somebody's paraphernalia. <laughs> Paraphernalia. <laughs> Give you my Danny Gallagher. Yes. Uh, anyway, one of the defending team put his hand on the puck in the crease. It's a penalty shot. Uh, while they picked a guy to take the penalty shot, he's at center ice. He's circling around, waiting for the ref to blow the whistle so he can shoot. And the defending team has called the ref over to the bench to argue the call. While they're arguing over it, the coach is going on and on and arguing and whatever. While that's going on, the buzzer goes. The game has been curfewed. Before the kid gets to take his penalty shot, down by a goal with like a minute to play. So obviously the uh, off the penalty shot team, since I'm not allowed to use it, was it was a uh, Leech of Hawks rep B team. So <laughs> they were a little upset about this. So they appealed it. They so much to, for discretion. They had to have an immediate appeal because, you know, we're in the middle of a playoff series. This is like a seven-pointer or five-pointer, whatever it was. So the decision came down that the player should be allowed to take the penalty shot. But there was no discussion as to 
well, if he doesn't score, are we then going to play the final minute 20 or minute 10 that was left on the clock? That was like, no, you're just going to take the shot. Well, what happens if he doesn't score? The game's over because they think that the buzzer would have gone anyway. All right. I but think they might have discussed, you know, how much time in real time was left, how much time on the clock. Like maybe if he'd taken the penalty shot, the buzzer would have gone 10 seconds later anyway. But the, the coach talked to him for a while. Mm-hmm. So really, you know, there was probably enough time to finish the game if the coach didn't yammer away with the ref and kill off the real time clock. I know during the regular season where there's no overtime, you know, that sort of yeah. thing, that uh, that the curfew is very important, you yes. know, to keep games on the hour. But uh, in a playoff situation, particularly in, in an elimination type game, um, having that curfew there, I thought that was a little bit more flexible. Well, no, it, it no, it's not. It's not. It's not because because okay. you don't know what's on next. Who has the next ice session? Right? Then I saw three games last week. <laughs> yeah, <but> anyway, <laughs> last weekend that should have been over on at, at so, the curfew. So, so here's what they did mm-hmm. before the next game. They said, okay, before the game starts, you can have your penalty shot. All right. So they show up at the rink for the next game. The like that's the next night, and uh, they all have their regular everyday warm up. And now, okay, you're going to take your penalty shot. The problem was that the one team, uh, if they won that game, were now like going to win the series with a win that day, or the other way around. It's going to flip one way or the other, no matter what. Whoever ended up winning, if they won the next game, they win. So they they started the game with a penalty shot. Kid walked in. They chose a different player. Didn't it have to be a kid on the ice? don't yes. remember whether it had to or didn't have to. <laughs> yes, but, they, but the player that was waiting to take the shot mm-hmm. uh, in the game that was suspended due to time mm-hmm. uh, wasn't the player who took the shot the next night. And they were told they were allowed to pick anybody they wanted. I don't know whether that means anybody they wanted who was on the ice or anybody they wanted was on the bench. But it was a different player. A kid walked in, came down the left side, cut across to his right, roof daddy bar down. Sally. It was a beauty. Kid scored. And then they scored like two minutes into the game to go up one. Then they played the game. The next game. <laughs> they scored two minutes in to go up one nothing, and that was it. They won one nothing. Hmm. So that one poor team shows up at the rink thinking, okay, we're up by, you know, all we got to do is get a tie. We win this series tonight. Mm-hmm. Instead, penalty shot, another goal, game over, series over, season over. The pressures of minor yes. hockey playoffs. And then there was one last week, another one. Yours was last week, so was this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, a, a team played an illegal player in a playoff house league Pee-wee B round robin playoff game. The coach was away, out of town, not at the game for some reason. And the manager, who was in charge, I guess, uh, they played an illegal player. I, I confess, I don't know whether it's because the kid had already played 10 games as an affiliate or if it was a suspension situation, whatever it was. It was an illegal player. Uh, so the coach gets suspended, of course. You've played an illegal player. And the coach wasn't there. And the coach wasn't even there. That drives me bananas. <laughs> so, Absolutely yeah, bananas. Yeah. So, so they appealed it, and they were allowed to replay the game. The entire, the entire game. The entire game. Their, their argument being, that, you know, it's a manager, it's house league hockey, he, she made a boo-boo, you know, we weren't trying to pull a rug out from anybody, it was just, you know, it was an honest mistake. It yada, happens. Yada, yada. Yeah, and they said, okay, fine, that's good with us. But the coach couldn't coach that game because he was suspended. No, no, his suspension was lifted, I believe, because, of course, <laughs> okay. he wasn't even, once they ruled that you didn't really play an illegal player, right. even though they did, mm-hmm. um, then that suspension gets lifted. Oh, okay. Did I tell you how my Pee Wee House A oh. season ended? Oh, I'm sorry to hear that it's over. <laughs> what happened? Last Saturday, we're in the final game of the round robin section with, which, within the GHA. Uh, we need a win. The other team just needs a tie. The game is 1-1 with about two minutes left. Mm-hmm. Yep. What I, did you do? I pulled the goalie mm-hmm. in a tie game because we have to win. Mm-hmm. 
We scored a goal with 22 seconds left to go up 2-1. to one. But? We then line up at center ice for the faceoff. I can honestly say for the first time in 37 years. <laughs> Here we go. Of, of uh, coaching at any level anywhere. No, no, in house league hockey. But the first time ever in house league hockey, I put did something with the line. Yes, okay. I put uh, special players on the ice when I pulled a goalie, and I put special players on the ice for the last 22 seconds for the faceoff. They pulled their goalie for the faceoff at center ice. Because they needed a tie. Because they needed a tie, and they're now down a goal. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, with eight seconds left, they scored to win it. <laughs> what kind of a shot was it? <laughs> right in the high slot, right at him. Wow. Yeah, it went right through him. Oh, man. Yeah, he went, he went down and went right through him. But we lost the draw. We made a poor decision in the neutral zone. We had the puck on our stick in our zone, and the kid threw it blind up the middle of the ice. And there was all kinds of boo-boos. Long before it got to the shot on, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it's house league hockey. There's there's four or five mistakes. So it made wasn't really goal. a coaching breakdown. Oh, probably <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm sure it will affect my year end uh, uh, gift from the team. It won't be quite as special this year. I, I remember <laughs> when I when I coached in Montreal years ago, and I took a team to Essex Junction, Vermont, for lovely for, Ess- for a weekend of exhibition games. I think we played two or three, and I think it was the first game was a Friday evening or something. Okay, and um, <clears throat> we were down four to two. Because I, some of the guys on that team who are, of course, now like 45, 50 years old, they probably still <laughs> talk about it. We were down 4-2 to two with 30 seconds to go. Wow. We scored twice Beautiful. in the last 30 seconds with a goal he pulled. And did, I don't remember if I put on any special players, as yeah. you call well, it. But I don't know, whatever. You two, two goals in the last yeah. 25 or but 30 But you got seconds. the gist of what I was saying. Yeah, the yeah. first time ever in house league hockey that I did that. <laughs> yeah. As I'm pulling the goalie, and I'm putting you guys on, and you're going on, and you know we now, skipped some guys in the bench. Now, members of the GHA board who are listening to this show will probably have you suspended for life. Oh, oh, wait a minute. I've got another one for you now. Oh, oh no, no, no. Remember how we talked about the guy that has the 10th forward? Yes. So he's got 10 forwards and 6 D. When we did our bench and, management yes, yes. show. And he yes. can't figure out how to work the 10th forward in. What do I do? Right. He's too confusing. So basically, he just plays with four right wingers, three centers, three left wingers. Well, last night, he came up with the final solution. He finally got it. He's comfortable. It worked perfectly. Okay. But? 12 forwards, 4 D. Four lines? Not two. a word of a lie. Yep. Four lines and two pairs of defense. He's got 10 forwards and 6D. What do you do? Well, you take 2D, you move them to forward, so you have four lines of forwards, and let's play with 4D. And that's in like a 32-minute hockey game. (laughs) Exactly. Because they play 10, 10, 12. Oh, it's priceless. It was priceless. That's not very much ice time for those poor forwards. (laughs) No. No, it's not, especially when it's... It's like six minutes of ice. Especially when it's that level of house league where Mm -hmm. kids... Go two minutes anyway. Yeah, well, I got my five shifts in that game. How about you? That was <laughs> yeah, worth. That was, that was a worthwhile. Think of it. Think of it. The four kids mm-hmm. who played D. Mm-hmm. If everybody actually went like a regular shift, time wise, those four kids on D played twice as much as the forwards. Yes, two shifts, two lines of D, and four lines of forwards. Mm. Priceless. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to do our wrap up. Right, that's the whole point of today's show. Well, we're not wrapping up the show now. We're only no, no, in the no, second no. I'm, segment. I'm, I'm, yes. getting, I'm, I'm yes. ending this segment. Yes. And in the third segment, in the final segment, we're going to discuss our year in review. Now we, we like now that we like. now that we've beaten to death the overtimes <laughs> and the well, you the, know what though we we've, we've talked about this. We don't we don't discuss scores and highlights and what teams won tournaments and all that sort of stuff. What's going on in the city? Because if we did, we'd be here all day. Sure. And once you announce that the the such and such won a tournament, then everybody's wondering how can sure. you talk about our tournament? However. 
We should give a shout-out to the Eastern Ontario Wild for their bronze medal at the uh, the All-Ontario Back-to-back Bantam bronze medals. Is it back-to-back? For, for the branch. Oh, for the branch, yeah, yes. 67, 67 is the, yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and we, and we try not to discuss the, 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 the ref stories and all that sort of stuff, and yet we did it for two segments today for the first time ever. Well, but you know, you've got fun. a 14, 15-year-old referee in House League, and you can see where one mistake is compounded by another, yes. and in the, in the heat of the <laughs> arguments, you go, well, well no, you're all flustered, yeah. you've got an adult all over you. Yep. And, you are correct. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to uh, we're going to come back and actually discuss the season in review. How's that sound? Sure. Please stay with us. Grassroots, the minor hockey show continues right after this on TSN twelve hundred. Welcome back to Grassroots, the minor hockey show with Richard Berkerson and Greg Kennedy on TSN twelve hundred. Here we go, Greg. Put segment number three of our uh, season finale on grassroots. Yes, then we can get home and watch the Masters. Sure. Um, now, <laughs> you it's so dismissive. It's the Masters for crying out loud. Okay, I told you I stood at the fence once. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right, what do you got for me? So, how would you? How many shows did we do? We did. Thir- this is our thirty-fifth show. We've wow. covered a lot of territory. We went as far south as Santiago, oh, Chile. Here we go again. Oh, that was the uh, Nick Hill the Fu show. <laughs> it that's what it was it no it wasn't it's right it, tgfu teaching games for understanding yes it was nick hill the nick rugby hill. coach yep yep i remember him the british rugby coach coaching in santiago chile yep and we uh had a girl here from australia we had alexandra mountain talking about her uh, doctoral disser- dissertation doc- doctor do- doctoral dissertation about hockey development oh yeah Senate should drop her an email and find out how that's going. Get right on that, because you know I tell everybody when they're here, we'll have to have you back again. Yeah. <laughs> you, See it every single you, time, and we never, we, ever call anybody back. Well, <laughs> if we did three shows a week all year round, yes, we, we would check back with we'd people. We'd be able to do that. While. Yeah. Well, in another two years, we've run out of ideas. We're going to start checking Sir, back with yes, people. Yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, there are some people we've had on the first couple of years we didn't get back on this year, but we covered a lot of territory this year. Is there yeah. a show... Well, you, you know what I find is that when you're interviewing people in minor hockey, the, you know, we had Barb Levere on, we had Glenn McCurdy from Hockey Canada, we had Pat, parents. Uh, Pat McLeod from Cornwall. From Cornwall. We had we had a lot of people on the show who are who are local or involved yep. with their associations. Yep. And, you know, in, in the world of professional sport, people are used to talking to the media. They're used to being interviewed. They will give more, they're more likely to give an in-depth answer. I'm not talking yes. about the 30-second soundbite with a hockey player yeah, yeah, coming off your ice. Uh, they can speak eloquently, clearly, succinctly, make a point. Not, not necessarily, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. But they will. They're more likely to provide you some information, even if the information has a bit of an edge to it. Okay. When you're talking about minor hockey, like when we did our under U18 evaluation show, and we did one show for and one show against. Yep. We interviewed four people. Nobody really comes out and says, "What a freaking yeah. stinker of a." And, and you know, you know, that, you know that they both want to. Well, like you know that or, each side or, wants to be a lot more emotional right. or demonstrative, whatever, and, and, and we were surprised that neither was. And people don't want to say, uh, I mean, it's not that not just that they're not used to talking to the media, but they put themselves in awkward situations. They have to go work with these people on boards and, yeah. you know, uh, in, in coaching situations, and it's, it's difficult. Yeah. So I, I think we can only expect so much when we get information. I thought, like, our discussion with Fran Ryder, who's head of the Ontario Women's Hockey Association. She she was dancing. She danced a lot. She's very interesting, and she's done a lot for women's hockey. Yeah. But we got more out of our 
conversations with Tim Nellis and Gerald Gosselin. Well, it, she then, was a politician, and the other yes. two guys were hockey dads, or, right? You know, hockey administrators. They were, it was very different, right? And, and and you know, if I look at a couple of emails that I got about just that topic, yeah, um, <clears throat> the the comments are far more earthy. You know, they. <laughs> I don't. People, people aren't swearing, but they're actually saying, "Yeah, well, I wish you had talked about this." And why didn't yep. you get into that? Yep. You know, like the ice time issue and the equalization with girls and boys and all that. Kind well, of it's thing. been fixed. It's sort of been fixed. Well, I guess we'll find out next year. Yeah, but and the Pean Raiders Junior A team, they're pretty happy. So when when you know when we talked to when, wow. was it last week? I think Greg, when we talked to uh, Gilles Lasalle from yes. OHA. Yep. And to uh, Kevin Wilson yep. from Peak Academy. You know, those were interesting conversations. But in 12 minutes, to try to get Jill or Kevin to give a complete rundown of the value of their programs is impossible. Correct. It was just to give people sort of a taste of what's out there. Yep. You're right. And, and we did. Well, well, that was the idea. You know, like, well, what, what are we supposed to do? Are, are we supposed to spend, you know, you could spend a whole hour with one of them. And, sure. And go right into it in depth. But, uh, you know, you're, you're going the basic uh, ins and outs of it. And, mm-hmm. and and if you want to know more, feel free to email us or contact them. And Was there a guest we had this year who you thought really came through as genuine and um, provided us some really interesting information? You're thinking. I'm thinking. Uh, I enjoyed our conversation with Todd White. I was just going to say that. I really did. Uh, uh, you but you know, see, Whitey is an experienced yeah. uh, media guy. Uh, uh, and, of course, Bob Caldwell was excellent mm-hmm. uh, from Hockey Manitoba discussing the mentorship program. Yes. And uh, I, I'm just amazed at what they do in Manitoba. Mm-hmm. Um, That's not the only area of the country that has that kind no, of thing. No, no, no. But uh, and, and, you know, Barb Levere was very good, too. Yes. The whole idea of... You know her her sort of career as a as a minor hockey executive board member and the things that she's been through and how to get involved in different roles and I thought that was very interesting. I mentioned before on the air, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, that she mentioned that she will vote when she goes to district yeah, council yeah. or to minor <clears throat> council. She will vote as per her board asks her to vote, yep. not just on her opinion. Yep, which was I thought very revealing about the character of yep. of the person and what really we should be doing. Yeah. We got some interesting perspectives when we had our little parent expectations show. Mm-hmm. What are your, as a hockey parent, what can, what do you reasonably expect? For people who um, are searching the podcast, that's way back in the fall. Yeah, that's show date? one, two, three, four, five, September? six, seven. Show oh. seven, the so. 26th of September. There you go. Um, wow. uh, Terry Simiklis, who has a son playing House League, one in Rep B, one in Rangers. Correct. Competitive. Mm-hmm. And Jen Primo was also on with us that day. That's right. President of the Rangers. And it was, you know, both sides of it, in mm-hmm. a sense. That, uh, it, there was some good stuff in there, very interesting conversation. You know, Terry was very genuine as a hockey parent, and Jen was very well-spoken mm-hmm. with uh, what goes on in the inner workings, you know, similar yeah. to Barb. Right, and she's been through the mill with kids and at the competitive level, too, yes. so she yeah. knows yeah. where I it's saw at. saw last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we, we didn't talk a lot about parents in minor hockey this year. Well, that's good. It, I think that's a good thing because, you know what, it, it gets beaten around so much oh. like just the other day there was that article in the national post no. about a fight among parents in a place called osoyus british columbia you probably just butchered that name o-s-o-y-o-o-s nice hmm. osoyus i don't know <clears throat> anyway I'm sure it's a lovely it was town. a spring tournament that's always spring huh pa- wait a second parents went at it yeah apparently according to the rcmp there was alcohol involved kel surprise yeah uh, and off it goes. 
well, of course, this wouldn't have happened if, Greg? If what? If those kids weren't playing spring hockey and were doing something else, that wouldn't have happened. <laughs> okay. There was no such thing as spring hockey. That right. wouldn't have happened. Exactly. Okay. All right. We didn't. We did our spring hockey show last year. We're not talking about spring hockey this year, are if, we? If you insist. Okay. Uh, what What were your favorites then? Favorite show? You're asking. It's like asking me which well, of my two children I love well, more. Well, I went through a couple of mine and discussed things that I liked. What about you? I really liked uh, the bench management show. See, that was on my list too. The yeah. no, of non guest shows, right? I enjoyed that. We, we had a good chat that. Yeah, day. because uh, it's a topic that is rarely touched on anywhere. Yep. You know whether it's but near in and dear clinics. To you and I. Yes, it's whether it's in clinics or anything. Uh, I, I thought that. Um, the information we got from Barb Levere, Jen Primo, uh, was very good. I thought uh, the Cornwall Minor Hockey 4-on-4, 3-on-3 cross ice show was interesting with Pat McLeod, their association president. Um, hopefully they're continuing with something like that. Well, we'll check back with them. <laughs> we'll, get them <laughs> we'll get them back on the show. Um, okay, I know you did not like no. the interview with Nick Hill in Santiago, Chile. No. That's because you do not like... The idea of teaching games for understanding. I don't mind the idea of teaching games for understanding. No. I just think there's other things we need to understand before we start teaching games for understanding. <laughs> okay? And he's like, right into <laughs> games. Right into it. No, not, not right it's into it. It's totally different when you don't have skates on your feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need to teach these guys how to skate before mm-hmm. we can worry about teaching them how to play the game. But even the approach to teaching skating requires at the at the youngest age levels in IP and yep. novice requires a play type approach oh, yeah. because kids learn through play. Well, you know, okay, I agree. On, on the day that I'm teaching crossovers, we're going to play duck, duck, goose. Sure. Right? Like, I, I, I agree with you on right. that. Uh, and if anybody, like at Pee Wee, I stopped teaching you how to shoot and stick handle and skate. Like, mm-hmm. I remember my house league teams. I'm like, we're here to teach you how to play the game now. Let's have some fun. Or you multitask. You bury those kinds of skills in yeah. dr- in a one-on-one or two-on-one yeah. drill where you're going to reemphasize yeah. the skating but also the shooting. And I the just, I'm just not I'm not a true believer in it in the sense of the whole TGFU school. I, I'm a little different, I guess. How's that? Well, it does have its roots in physical education classes in a, in a school environment, so it's a little bit different with a with a sport. Yes. Uh, you know, if you were to talk to somebody, I I don't know about you, but I coached a lot of baseball years ago in Montreal at the double A level and, the and TMR. Yeah. Let's not. Oh, we need to go down memory lane. No, there. no, no, no. Not I'm not going down memory lane. I'm just saying the approach to coaching. Yeah. You know, minor baseball. How do you make a game out of? Uh, out of a baseball drill, like you, yeah, you, yeah. you know, you're you're hitting fungos to the shortstop and the second baseman. How do you make a game out of it? Well, there is a way to do it, yeah. But you still need some basic skills yeah. first, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> I also wasn't a big fan of our uh, lookup line show. You don't like the lookup line <laughs> idea, but th- that's okay that you don't like yeah, the that idea. Was fine, I, I, I we got through it. <laughs> That was with our guy from uh, BC, Mike Todd. There you go. See, yeah. Yep. But um, uh, you don't like the idea of a lookup line. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, just, uh, I don't know. Maybe I do, maybe I don't. I don't know. I honestly don't know one way or the other, whether I do or don't. It would be something I'd like to see working somewhere. Yeah. It doesn't have to be here. It could be anywhere. Anywhere. And let's I, see what happens. I'd like to see the science behind whether or not it actually prevents anything. Agreed. What, you know, what kind of surveys are done. Um, there's not a whole lot of information out there. It's just an idea that somebody came up with and said, let's give this a try. Yes. As opposed to back on my soapbox, the yeah. three on three, yeah. where there's very clear evidence about its worth. Yeah. Now, along with the bench management show, mm-hmm. as far as no guests, just the two of us mm-hmm. sitting here talking, 
I really, really, really enjoyed. We did two shows on teaching tactics uh, back to back. Yes, on, on yes. what tactics, what age groups, mm-hmm. uh, how in depth we go. Mm-hmm. But also, I think my, my other favorite there with bench management was the day we talked about the little things, the big little things. Well, you go with the big little things. Yeah. To me, it's the little things. Oh, and, and and we did. I did get a text from uh, a text from uh, a, a mutual friend of ours, hockey coach. Oh. Who, who texted me that day, like that morning. Oh, at, I think at, you told me that, at yes. 9 a.m. Yes. When as soon as the show was over, and right. he said, your best show of the year by Oh, far. okay. The yeah. big little things. And, and, I, and I agree. I, uh, you can't get enough of that. Too many guys out there, or women out there coaching, are doing too much of the boring skate-around cones mm-hmm. or, or too much of the big, huge flow drill full Three ice. on two regroups in the neutral yeah, zone. And, and not doing enough of teaching the little things. The little in, stuff, in, yeah. In, in station work or, or yeah. whatever. I, I, I can't... I, that's a bugaboo of ours, which was another show. <laughs> the bugaboo show was good, too. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Okay, let's take a break here, Greg. Yeah, we got one more segment. We don't have a lot of time left, but uh, we only got one more segment in our 35th and final show of the year. Please stay with us. Grassroots, the minor hockey show, continues right after this on TSN 1200. Welcome back to Grassroots, the minor hockey show with Richard Berkison and Greg Kennedy on TSN 1200. The grand finale, Greg, the last segment of our last show of the year. Please We're, keep those cards and letters coming to the station, <laughs> telling them to get us on here more often. Grassroots at TSN1200.ca. We and need to be on every single day. E- email us and we'll flip it over to JR. You know what I want? I want to fill in on Tigor in the summer when somebody goes on vacation. You want to do that? Oh, yes. Why? Because you just, just like to talk. It'd be pretty cool to see you just, talk sports for you four just, hours. Yeah, but... Come on. Wouldn't that be good? Well, I, th- I, I think you're that. I think you're far more in tune with the sporting world in general than I am. <laughs> okay. I did an hour once with Lloydie and uh, Yorkie one day. Yes, I know that. And yeah. that was that was fun. But it was only one hour. Yeah, I know. And there's three of you, so yeah. it's it's a far different dynamic. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah but I'd, I'd love to sit in on Tigor in the summer if you're listening, JR. <coughs> <laughs> All right. Next time, uh, you know, Warnsey's out of town, uh, give me a shout. Okay, let's look at, back at our shows from the year, and was there a show where you would have died to have more information? Well, I think the OHL NCAA show, we could have gone on for much, much longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that would have been something that would have been better to do or might have been nicer to do or whatever if we could have done it as a roundtable with both on at the same time. Can't do a roundtable on radio really yes, you easily. Can, but you, you can, but it, that it might have been better that way so that we could counter off each other, mm-hmm. you know, uh, work your answers off each other. And that, that would have been a show that we, we could The movie version of Grassroots could have that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but the radio version would be uh, difficult. Yeah, because the, the information comes up. You know, we had Higgy on second, and Higgy, I don't remember what it was, but Higgy said something at one point, and I went, oh, darn, we should have asked Mike about that. It was on before him, right? I don't, yeah. I don't remember what it was. Uh, the And I don't want to bring it up now because we still don't, I didn't go and ask somebody the right answer. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> there was so much more information that I would have liked to have gleaned from each of those guys. Yes. Uh, and I would have liked to have expanded it to the CIS as well. Perhaps gotten a, a a division three. Well, we've already decided that next year we need to we need to get uh, we'll do a CIS. We'll get yeah. Marty in here. Yeah, and, we'll talk and I'd like to stuff. get a division three coach from the NCAA to sure. find out exactly what you know. gives it. You know, Oswego State or SUNY New York yeah, or whatever. Get a SUNY might. guy in here. Yeah, good idea. Um, what about you? Was there some show where you wished you'd gotten more? There was that. There was that one and the U eighteen discussion. Uh, I I would have liked more Frank or is it? Frank I wanted or? more controversy. 
I wanted more franker, yeah. more franker like, yeah. you know, more uh, more candid recently, commentary. Uh, recently, I've been on HF boards. You've been on? Yes. You mean your name is there? My name showed up. Did it? And somebody said uh, you should check this out. Oh no! What did it say? So I went. And, I went and checked it out. What did it say? And, and, um, just somebody <laughs> was talking about how much AAA coaches are paid and U eighteen coaches are paid, and he mm-hmm. quoted a figure. And and I just went on there and said, "Sorry, you're wrong." You went on. I created an account. You pulled a JC. Uh, yes, because Jason Clark is on there. Created an account, my own name. It's me. I said, "This is me," and mm-hmm. you are wrong. Okay. I, you want, want to check? So you're your, not making one hundred and ten thousand. Then, then, the then the guy came back and told me. That, you know, he respects, uh, you know, I'm sorry if I'm, you know, you don't agree or something, but I respect my sources. He so respects other, his sources. In other words, you're lying. Sources. In other words, you're a liar. You're a liar. I said, well, I'm not lying. You are wrong. That's not how much money I make. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever. You didn't provide your phone number so that he could call you and you could actually no, discuss no, it mano or mano? Believe it or not, I, I have, I, like the next day I was told who it is. I now know who it is. Because you know, okay. they all use funny names and fake names. Sure. And, I now know who this gentleman is, but anyway, um, and then I went on again the other the other night. Good grief, <laughs> Greg! Another note on there, but anyway, how did we get to HF boards? Because you were saying something. Well, I said I would have liked to have a f- more f- more frank. Yeah, yeah. So that's discussion what I'm talking about. The U18 on HF boards, U18. My goodness, the things people say on there about this thing. Holy! Smokes. I looked at it about two or three months ago. Like just that to was see. that was me. Like once in a blue moon, mm-hmm. I go on there and look at stuff and see what was going on. And my goodness, people have some very strong opinions. On well, that it's okay, but you know what? It's okay to have strong opinions. What's not okay is if they're if they're not based in fact. Ill informed. Ill informed is is oh, putting geez. it mildly oh, brutal. What some people say on there, it's just going just off the completely out to lunch. Just going off the deep end and blaming this person and blaming oh, it's all Kevin Abrams' fault oh. or it's all H E O Miner's fault or it's all H E O's fault yeah, or yeah, yeah. or it's all the Prime Minister's fault or something. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, just yeah blathering on without you know it's but here's the other thing yeah those people that are on there who are parents mm-hmm. of kids who have a strong opinion and want to do something about this where are you going to be a year from now mm-hmm. when your kids is a second year playing in that league and you're probably okay with it or he's playing junior a by then and you'll be gone the like, parent that exp- bothers but me. the parent experience is unique unique to that parent so if you but are it's also ki- unique to that year Unique to that year, unique to that parent, and probably unique to that organization. So whether you're in the SENS organization or Cornwall's U18 yeah. program or whatever it is, you happen to be a 16-year-old or a 15-year-old in that particular group at that particular time, and it's been positive or negative. Yeah. How are you possibly speaking on behalf of everybody else <laughs> Yeah. You know, in, in that program or in the rest of the league in that year? But there's so many people who are so unhappy with it, and yet... Is that what you're hearing? Oh, everywhere you go, you hear it. Okay, I, I talked to. Kevin. What are they unhappy? I talked to Kevin on Monday. Kevin Abrams, we were talking half hour chat. We were at, at HEO office. Okay, Greg, oh. what are people unhappy with? Well, right now the big thing is they all want to see the budget. Ah. Like we're not seeing the budget. We're not seeing how much money was actually spent. That's because they're run by the junior teams. Yes, I, I but think. no, the, I think. no, the money no. is centrally distributed by HEO. Oh, is it okay? So the parents are saying, well, you know, we paid this much money in. You showed us a budget beforehand. And that's what the teams are saying. Well, you saw the budget. Well, okay, now we want to see the actuals. Mm-hmm. We want to know what the actuals were by the end of the day. And that's the biggest thing people are complaining about right now. Well, much like on, on your minor hockey team, you create a budget. You're going to have a budget of $10,000 yeah. because you're collecting team fees as well as you know the association fees. Here's the way it's going to be broken down over the course of the year. At the end of the season, it's clear. Right. And, it, and, and in the seven previous seasons, or eight 
previous seasons before you got to this, that's what you're used to. Yes. And it is still run by minor. Mm-hmm. So people are ticked off about that. They want to see a budget. Okay. All right. Uh, and people are saying, well, you know, uh, how come they're practicing five times a week and these guys are only practicing three times a week? That means that team must have more money left over that they're keeping for themselves. Mm. You know, gee, or maybe their ice is less expensive there so they can buy more. You know, right. If it's not City of Ottawa ice, if you're knows? out in Hawkesbury or Pembroke or whatever. Right. Yep. So who knows? So that that's one thing. I mean, and of course the usual you hear it all year long. There's, the exposure's terrible. The quality of play is terrible. This that you know people are complaining about it. People are you know since September have been talking about where might where they're going to play with their kid next year because they don't want him here. Got to get him out of here. Got he's no way he's going to play in that league. But these but all things, these people only do it for one year. But Greg, these things, as you know, take on a life of their own. Oh God, yes. You know, they just they just they're they're like the the proverbial snowball rolling down the hill. Get larger and larger and larger, and people get their dander up. And like yeah. I said, they blather on without knowing the facts. It's a three year pilot. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the people in charge are going to sit down at the end of the year. Okay, can we do anything to change it, to tweak it here or there, make it better for second year, make it better for third year, and then sit down and do something about it. You know, look at it discuss it after three years and decide whether you're moving forward yeah. or you're scrapping it but let it run its course well given this is what i'm saying given the uh the vote that just took place a few weeks ago for the double right. a yes. where they voted to retain whether or not the vote was done properly or not you know there are people arguing that well it was not well, of course because you got to argue about something right that uh that they could they could actually vote next year after two years and i suppose they could vote it down uh, who knows but yeah. I'm just saying, it's a pilot project. Let, let's, you know, li- the people running it should be listening to the people's mm-hmm. complaints. The people complaining should be maybe thinking about whether it really is a legitimate complaint first. Everybody should just take a deep breath, relax, think about some things, discuss some things, and then just let it run its course. Okay, let's just segue that into the AGM season coming up yeah, now, which okay. is, uh, I mean, All today right. is the 9th. And, uh, is it the 9th or the 8th? I don't even no, know. No, it's the 9th. My sister's birthday. The 8th. The 8th was yesterday. Uh, my sister's birthday. The ninth is today. Okay. Uh, and with AGM season on the horizon for pretty much everybody oh, in yeah. the next uh, yep. two months, yep. should people go to AGMs and why? You should always go to the AGM because then you're not sitting here a year later using HF boards to whine and complain about stuff. <laughs> like, go there and get the information right. you want. How much right. money does that coach really make? Yeah. Show up at the AGM and ask to see the books. So what you're saying is, Greg, you are not making $110,000 a year coaching the Bantam team. No, I'm not. No, no, okay. No, you would be wrong. I would be wrong. Very wrong. (laughs) I would be wrong if I were right. You would be very wrong. I'm right that I'm wrong. Like the guy in HF boards was very, very wrong with the number that he quoted. Okay, we're flush out of time. Are we really? We are. Greg, it's been a pleasure again, as always. We need to to thank. Thank our sponsor, Play It Again Sports. Play It Again Sports and and our new sponsor, now officially a sponsor of the show. Oh. Along with. Okay. Yeah. Athens Rugs. Oh, Athens Rugs is now officially Athens a sponsor? Rugs is officially on every show. You'll hear a commercial for Athens Rugs. Oh, excellent. Yes. They're, okay. they're fine folks there at Athens yeah, Rugs. Yeah. I tend to walk all over those guys. Oh, yeah. 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 If, if it goes on your floor, it's right. in their store. Okay. Yeah. And, of course, uh, Played Against Sports, the Jensen Brothers, who've been with us from day one. They are our title sponsor. Mm, correct. We uh, we thank them. We thank JR for allowing us on the air and letting us stay on the air. Don't forget our producer, Stephen Bunda, yeah. Graham Creech. Yep. Matt Conasavita, yep. James Absen. Yep, the four of them. Do we miss anybody there? The four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yep, we thank uh, all of our guests. We thank, uh, I guess especially we thank the listeners, mm-hmm. the people who, who listen to us and allow us to stay on the air, because if you didn't, we wouldn't be here. <laughs> we thank all of you that play the game, participate in the game, work in the game, 
and uh, make it what it is and give us things to talk about. And have a great off-season, and I mean off-season. Off-season. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're done. My, my, my catastrophe yeah. final 22 seconds there last yeah. weekend, officially yeah. done. Coaching break now. So one more time on behalf of my friend Richard Berkison. You've been listening to Grassroots, the Minor Hockey Show on TSN 1200. My name is Greg Kennedy. We'll see you in the rinks. This has been Grassroots, the Minor Hockey Show on TSN 1200. Catch us again next weekend or get your grassroots fix anytime with our podcast at tsn1200.ca.